Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Authentically You. It is Gabby here today. I am so sorry that we didn't publish an episode last week. Um, Last Friday was my birthday, and I really just decided to take that time to spend with family. And, you know, just kind of just have that day to myself, you know. Um, But I am back with my birthday episode. And this... Madison did an episode similar to this one for her 19th birthday. Um, and I have not listened to that episode before, so I feel like it would be really interesting for me to do this episode and then compare and contrast, you know, the things that we've learned within our 19 years of life. So through this episode, I'm going to have 19 points of the 19 biggest things I feel I have learned in my life. Um, I'm going to back them all up with scripture. I'm going to give, you know, just a short little description on each of them and... Yeah, we will go from there. As always, I am blessed that you are here, and I can't wait to dive in. Alright, so point number one is, you can't make everyone happy. I still struggle with this point. I am a people pleaser at heart, which sucks sometimes, but is great at others. Um, And, you know, I think... You know, there's still just the realization in the back of my head, you know, that there's always going to be people that don't like me, um, especially as a Christian, you know, and so this is starting to go for all of us, especially as a Christian, you know, it is outlined in John fifteen eighteen. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. That's Jesus Christ right there. Okay. The world hated Jesus Christ. And if that isn't shown clearly through how violent um, his death was then I don't know how much clearer you want things to get. But, you know, um, it's a struggle because I feel like as Christians, we are called to be the salt of this earth. We're called to be, you know, this really big light and we have a lot of, you know, optimistic views. And I feel like a lot of people who have been captivated by the enemy can see that and they don't like that. Um, which creates a really big problem for us because, you know, then we feel isolated and we feel like there's, like, no room to move, you know? But there is. There is. There's always room to move. And I'm gonna get to that point again later. But, yeah, that is my first big point. You can't make everyone happy, and that is okay. Just keep being you. There will be people in the world who appreciate you no matter what. Um, it is just a matter of, you know, finding them and, you know, them coming into your life. My second point is going to be the Lord fills in overtime. You know, I I also struggle with this point still, but you know, not seeing an immediate change doesn't mean things will never change. I feel like a lot of people think that through prayer things are just gonna happen all at once. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Um but sometimes they really, really don't happen all at once. And you know, it's It's this really long waiting game of, you know, okay, when's this opportunity going to arise for me? Um, And, you know, it's just being patient and, you know, taking that season of waiting as a learning season. Um, You know, there's no time limit on things. So, you know, eventually you're going to look back farther into your life and you're going to see how far you've come. And then you're going to be like, wow, the Lord really has filled in over this long period of time. And, you know, you might not have even noticed it or felt it until that point. 
And then I'm going to back this up with Luke 145. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. The Lord promises that, you know, whenever we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And he does exactly that over time, just as you do it over time. Point number three, joy is within you, not around you. You're the only person in this world who can determine that the joy that you have in this situation. Um, and this is coming from Psalm 1611. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Joy and happiness, I feel like, are always kind of thought to be as, like, the same exact thing. Similar, but not the same. Joy is how you overall look at something in your life. You know, I could sit here and I could say, wow, everything in my life is going wrong. Everything's terrible. My life is terrible. The Lord's abandoned me. Everything's going wrong. You know, like everything is just put all the blame out onto the world. Or I could sit here and I'd be like, hey, you know what? Things don't look the best now, but I know that the more I get into my word, the more that I'm covered by the grace of God, the more that I build my relationship with God, the better I'm able to sit here and receive him. You know, happiness is coming from your perspective. It's not coming from the perspective of others around you. Point number four. You can't force someone into a relationship with God. Wanting someone to know the Lord is natural and a great thing for Christians, but a true relationship with the Lord will only happen on that person's account. Um, I do this a lot. I struggle with this a lot, you know. Um, there's, I have a lot of friends that, you know, I'd love to invite to church and just, you know, be like, yes, like, start a relationship with the Lord. But I know that I really can't force them to start walking with the Lord. And it sucks, but it's the truth. Um, and this is backed up in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. If you're forcing someone into a relationship with God, they're not seeking God with their entire heart. So then you have this really big, like, power struggle, you know, because then it's like... You want to know God. And you want them to know God. But they only want to know God because of you. Not because of who God is. And that's where the issue starts coming in. Because that's not their whole heart. You're not their whole heart. The Lord is their whole heart. So until they realize that the Lord is their whole heart, they're not going to be able to build a relationship with him. Point number five. Restoration is an instant. I fully believe that our God is a God that restore, that saves, redeems, and restores. But restoration doesn't come immediately. And restoration really only comes with a fulfilling of revelation of who God is. And when you, you know, kind of realize who God is and what he did and what he continues to do, that's whenever you really start to feel this restoration of feeling complete and feeling yourself. Um... And I back this up with 1 Peter 5.10. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. That suffering part right there, that's the part where you're being, you know, 
saved and redeemed because I feel like that part right there is the part where you struggle the most with feeling unworthy and it's like yes you're always going to be unworthy we're all always going to be unworthy servants of God but the sooner that you realize that you're unworthy and you can realize that you know his grace is sufficient enough the sooner that you can start getting into like this deeper thought process of you know doing your best is all you can really do um and that's all you're being asked to do number six your past cannot dictate your future and this one was a big one for me you're made completely new in christ his blood atones for your sins whatever happened before you picked up your cross and followed jesus doesn't dictate how you can or can't live in christ and I'm going to back this up with the second credit. I always say it wrong. Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Whatever happened before, you can't let that dictate your life after Christ. Because whenever you come to Christ, you're saved. You realize, hey, every bad thing I've done and I'm going to do is going to be covered by the grace of the blood of Jesus Christ and that is a beautiful thing to come to realize but it's also a beautiful thing to remember that you cannot abuse that power you cannot abuse the fact that he gave that his blood for you so you know I you can't really sit here and be like oh but you know when I was younger I did this and you know I don't understand how the Lord can forgive me so I must not be forgiven because I can't understand how he does. You don't, there are some things that you're just never going to understand and that's okay. That is okay. But he didn't do that. He did die, the the Lord sent his only son to die on the cross for you and that's, that's what it is. You know, that is the choice that was made. And you know, if you truly, truly want to follow Christ and you truly want to be in Christ, you know, then you're going to become this new person. Whatever happened before that moment where you said, I'm going to pick up that cross and follow Jesus, doesn't matter anymore. It cannot define you. Brings me to point number seven. Your faith has to go beyond Sunday morning. Um, I grew up in the Catholic Church. For those of you who don't know my testimony, I grew up in the Catholic Church. And for... A long period of time I personally felt as though we weren't encouraged to not that we weren't encouraged but that people didn't care that we were being encouraged to live in faith beyond Sunday morning mass um or you know rather people weren't willing to lead a Christ-like life um after Sunday morning mass it was like okay I went to Sunday morning mass I'm great I can just do whatever the heck I want for the rest of the week that's how I used to feel. Obviously, things have changed. I'm older now. I'm able to see more. Other people's opinions don't influence me nearly as much. Um, but, you know, your your faith really has to go beyond Sunday morning. If you truly want to build a relationship with God, the best thing that you can do is in some way or form build your relationship with Him that day. If that's getting into the Word, praising Him through worship, if that's just having a conversation with Him praying, journaling, whatever it is, it's fine, but try to do it daily. You know, and I struggle with that too, like making time to do things like that daily. I struggle with that, but it's okay. It's okay. You'll get into the habit 
um, over time. And, you know, you'll find that there are less and less days that you'll skip because, oh, you know, I'm too, I'm too tired. I can't do it today. Or oh, I have too much going on. I can't do that today. You'll find that uh, the more you do it, the less, the less that'll be an issue for you. Um, I'm going to back that up with Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. So, in that, you know, just small part of the Bible, that is a really small part of the Bible, you're being encouraged to do all of that always. Always. It doesn't matter how small the thing that you do to build your relationship with God is that day, it's the fact that you did it, and it's the fact that you did it with your whole heart. Point number eight, pray in Jesus' name. When you're praying, pray Jesus' name with the rightful authority that his name holds. His name holds amazing power over the enemy. Amazing power over the enemy. And, you know, when you're saying things in Jesus' name, like, the enemy is going to just flee. The enemy is going to flee because whenever you ask something in Jesus' name, whenever you say, in Jesus' name, I pray, you're setting this force into motion of, hey, you want to know what? I can't fix this right now. I can't fight you myself. But because I'm doing this in Jesus' name, Jesus is going to do this for me. God is going to do this for me, and the Holy Spirit is also going to do this for me. And that just sends demons fleeing. Um, and I'm going to back this up with Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Number nine, there is no rush to get to know God. I struggled this one a lot whenever I was first um, starting to come back into Christ. Because I did this thing where I just compared my walk to everyone around me and I felt like I had to rush and get everything done to catch up to these people and that's just that's just not great that's just not great because you're not fully soaking in what you're learning you're kind of just doing things halfway because you want to get it done um you know everyone's path is going to look different you know trying not to fall into the trap of Comparing your walk to others is really, really important because you're not that person. You're not that person. They have different circumstances than you. Um, and, you know, they have a different schedule. They have a different life. So, you know, you can't rush yourself to be at the same point as someone else just because you like the point that they're at. Because that's not going to get you to that point. And you're just going to start, you know, chasing pavement instead of chasing God. Um and I'm going to back that one up with Psalm 37.3. Trust in the Lord. Feed on his full faithfulness. You will truly be fed. You know, whenever you trust in the Lord, it you eventually come to realize that, you know, things happen over time. It'll take you time to start trusting the Lord, especially if you're someone like me who really has issues with trusting people. Um... But, you know, there's just, there's no rush. He's always going to be there for you. Um, and, you know, he's omnipresent. He's always going to be there. So there's no need to, you know, just run around and do everything all at once. Um, which leads me to point 10. 
The commandments, I love this one. The commandments are there to help you, not to control you. Um, you know, the commandments sometimes may seem quite insignificant to a lot of people is something that I've learned. But they're truly there for your sake. Like, whenever he's saying, you know, don't lie. Okay, if you lie, you're losing people's trust. Boom, that's reflecting back on you. It's affecting your life. It's not doing anything for the people around you. That's affecting your life right there. You know, um, what's another one? Loving your neighbors, you know. If you don't have love for the people around you, and you don't show love to the people around you, eventually people are going to start leaving you. Which sucks, but, you know, if you really think about what everyone in this world is looking for, it's love. And then whenever you're filled with the love of God, you're able to give the love out to others. Um, and you can find the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. Number 11. There is beauty in everything, therefore there is beauty in you. This is something that I've struggled with, like, recently. Like, recently. Like, I'm, and I mean, like, today. Because today I actually went to work and I was, like, all dolled up. And everyone was shocked. And I was like, do I really dress, like, that bad to where everyone is shocked right now? Um, but, you know, God took his time creating everything and that includes you no he literally handpicked everything in this world he created everything in this world colors the patterns and leaves the pattern of a snowflake all these intricate little details that we'll look at throughout our day and be like oh wow that's beautiful you know like how many times if you're a sunset person if you look at the sunset and you're like oh my gosh the sunset is so beautiful today the same person who made that beautiful sunset made you therefore you are beautiful as well and i'm gonna back that one up with jeremiah 1 5 i knew you before i formed you in your mother's womb he knew exactly what he wanted to create you he knew exactly how he wanted to do it and he knows exactly what he envisioned for you and that does not change that does not change whenever you're birthed in the world you you are his and he made you lovingly, and he chose every single little thing about you. Number 12, go to God first. This is another one that I struggle with, because I have a tendency to try to run and flee to my friends in a time of crisis. And it sometimes it works fine, you know, if it's a Christian friend. Other times it doesn't work so great whenever it's not a Christian friend, because they don't give you the biblical advice to go to God. Um... And, you know, this one This one seems like a simple one, but it truly makes all the difference in how you, you know, react to a situation. Because whenever you go to God first, you know, you're really able to vent. And then if you sit and you listen, you're also able to receive what you should do with that situation out of it. So it's really important to go to God first. Um, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to him when you're weary, when you're tired, when you're burdened, when you're sad, when you're angry, when you're happy. Come to him. He will restore you and he will give you rest. Number 13. Holding on to your pain is only hurting you. If y'all have heard either Madison or I's episode from last season, um, I believe it's like healing through the hurt um, and then still angry but still healing. Um, you'll learn that Madison and I have 
a really deep past with um, a lot of crazy things. But, um, you know, through through those experiences, I really learned that holding on to my pain was only hurting me and hurting my walk with God. Because, you know, you, you can't really rely on others to ask for forgiveness. So you kind of have to let your grudges go and work on forgiving them. Not for their sake, but for yours. You know, if you sit here and you wait for someone to say sorry to you, what are the chances that they're actually going to do that? Like, do they even know that they hurt you? Like, do, do they even know that it was that big of a deal? And if they do know, do they even care enough to say sorry to you? If you keep holding on to that, you're just going to bottle it in your soul. And while you're not watching it, it's just going to go gr- like grow bigger and bigger until it just completely overtakes you. And just hurt you more than it originally did. So, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to forgive people for hurting you overnight. But forgive them for your sake, not for their sake. Um, and I break this up with Colossians 3.13. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. It takes time, but you should do it. Number 14. God will purposefully isolate you when he needs your focus. Sometimes we're so unaware of just how distracting someone or something can be in our lives. So when God purposely needs to prepare us, he'll get rid of these distractions and he's going to isolate you so that you come to him and you start diving deeper into his word and you start focusing on him so that he can prepare you, he can give you the knowledge that you need, or he can restore your heart, he can heal you, whatever it may be, he'll get rid of those distractions and isolate you if he has to. Um, And I'm going to back that one up with focus on me, not the storm. Matthew 4, 22 through 33 is great to read, but this is really just 14, 22. Number 15, praise the Lord in the hallway. This is something that was actually told to me before. Um, But, you know, whenever you're season of waiting for, like, doors and opportunities to open for you, when you're sitting in that hallway waiting for these doors in front of you to open, praise the Lord anyways. Praise Him in your season of waiting. Because guess what? After that season of waiting, you're going to praise Him too. So you might as well start praising Him before because you know that whatever's on the other side of that door, it's going to be great. Um, And I'm going to back that one up with Psalm 34.1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. All times means even in that hallway, even in that season of waiting. Um, Number 16, you need to take care of yourself. Rest is so important. And, you know, it's really easy to get caught up in trying to, you know, race through life and just, you know, it can completely make you forget about yourself and taking care of yourself. But, you know, if you really just find the time to rest and rest with the Lord you know, it makes all the difference, and, you know, you'll just feel really, you'll feel a lot better after you do it, like, truthfully, just, if you decide to just take an hour and just rest and sit there, even with just some worship music on, or, you know, just reading the word silently, it is what it is, do it, you know, do it, take care of yourself in that way, um, and I back that one up with Psalm 62, 1, my soul finds rest in God alone. Alrighty, y'all. Number 17. You have purpose greater than you can imagine. Um, 
I often fall into the trap of thinking that my life doesn't have like this very obvious purpose so therefore it must not have purpose but that is completely incorrect and it is in the bible in Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for peace and not for evil to give you hope in a future just because you don't know your purpose currently in this season doesn't mean that your purpose isn't going to be revealed to you later on you have a purpose you're just being prepared for that purpose number 18 it's okay if it takes you some time before completely surrendering to the Lord. As beautiful as surrender is, it's not as easy in that, as it sounds and that's okay. It really takes time, especially like if you're someone who struggles with like letting things go. Um, it really is going to take time to come to the Lord and surrender your life. But, you know, when you do get to that point, it feels really refreshing and, you know, it really just gives you a better perspective on your life and how to move through past your surrender. Um, Psalm 37, 7, surrender yourself to the Lord and wait patiently for him. Alrighty, and big number 19. Jesus didn't hurt you, humanity did. It's super easy to, and I've done it before, it's super easy to cast the blame onto Jesus whenever something goes wrong. But he's not the one at fault. And this mainly comes from conversations that I've had with people about church hurt. The person that hurts you, that's not Jesus. That's humanity. Because Jesus doesn't hurt. He's not going to hurt you. So, you know, if you walk into a church and the people in that church have somehow hurt you through words, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be. That's humanity. That's not Jesus. And I'm going to back this one up with Romans 5.12. Through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. And thus sin spread to all men because all sinned. When Adam brought sin, when Adam and Eve both brought sin into the world, it cast sin onto everyone. And that means that everyone in this world is going to sin. And Jesus is the one who's going to forgive you and make you better and heal you, not hurt you. In all honesty, it's really easy for me to bring up these points, but truthfully, some of these points are still things that I struggle with. And you know, if they're something that you struggle with too, that's okay. That is okay. You will get there eventually, and that's okay. It's not, nothing's going to come to you instantly. So, you know, take your time. It's okay. You have time. So, without further ado, I have hit every point that I wanted to make. Pray that this episode, you know, through this episode, Jesus has blessed you and that you may bless others around you. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, have a good night, y'all. So sorry that there wasn't an episode last week, but um, I am happy that I waited because I feel like I had some better points than the ones that I originally had jotted down. Um, but yeah, have a great day, y'all. As always, we are so blessed to have your support, and you know we're so grateful to be here and be able to pour out. Um, and you know we thank the Lord for the opportunity, opportunity that He's given us. Um, but yeah, have a good day, y'all.